Hello and welcome to the Wild Soul Academy podcast. I am your host, Joy Kaya, and founder of Wild Soul Academy, where we have courses and in-person and virtual events, as well as our wild and sacred circle. And I want to welcome you to our podcast. Here we are speaking to the healers, the soul leaders, the individuals who are awakening, expanding right now through such beautiful activations and gateways. And so here you're going to find episodes that will align with you, tap into you, really awaken your soul to come forth and expand and stretch as far as you can imagine. Welcome, welcome and enjoy the show. Hello, beautiful and wild soul. All right. Well, today I wanted to come in and talk about our soul's intelligence. And I want to speak into it in a feminine and masculine uh, sense of, of looking at it. And I have recently been moving through some life lessons and working through specific energy in my own world where I have been able to truly observe my experience and the co-creator of the lesson, right? Looking at their experience at the same time and creating non-attachment around their response to the work that we're moving through together. And it's interesting. Like if you think about the way I just verbalized the experience, the work that we co-create together, the lesson, our partnership creates the journey and the experiences that are enriching us and awakening our soul's wisdom on a deeper level. And we do that together. How beautiful is that, that we get to co-create with each other in this way? So the very first thing I want to bring in is just that curiosity and that wonder around how we co-create and how we create bliss and challenge um, within our relationship dynamics. And there's so many miracles that take place if you allow yourself to experience it in that way. And we have to become curious and we have to remove judgment and we have to sometimes accept what is and not expect as much. And that's, that's a challenge. It's a test in itself. So I wanted to talk about it because there have been so many times in my lifetime where I have had these experiences that would bring someone to their knees. And even if I touched the floor with my knees for a moment, I was able to stand back up, but it wasn't because I put my head in the sand or I ignored it or I pushed the problem down. And now I have done that at times and I've had to face it down the road, but when I experience something that can be upsetting or life-changing or life-altering, we should say, we have a choice. We have a choice in how we navigate it and how we walk through it. And I like to walk through the fear. I often speak into this, that you have a castle, but when you walk through the doors of the castle, there is a room of fear. 
you have to walk through the fear to get to the rest of the castle, to the majestic brilliance of what the castle has to offer. But we still have to walk through the darkness to get there. Not that it's always that way, but we cannot avoid the dark room. We cannot avoid the darkness, the hard stuff. So I've really made this personal commitment to myself and I encourage every listener to do the same. And that's to walk into fear. You know, it's so amazing how much more pleasant life can be when you just step into it, look at it head on and walk through it. And it's life-changing when you come to a place in your life where you realize like, oh my gosh, I've been running away or I've been avoiding. And we spend so much energy and, and, and resource into trying to prevent pain that we don't recognize that if we just walk into what feels like it's going to be painful, um, we can move through it pretty quickly. And it is never as painful as we make up in our minds. So anyways, bringing all that back to our soul's intelligence, really tapping into this work. And my process, I'm going to share it with you a little bit of how I move through the energies of a challenge or something that may feel like a pain point in my path of life. And um, being faced with it recently really has just allowed me to explore, like, how do I approach this? What does this feel like and look like for me? And why do I do this differently than some? And what does that mean? And so I want to just kind of bring it all forth. And as we come across the lessons, we have to recognize that each individual is on their own journey and they're having their own experience through their own point of view based on the model of the world that they have created for themselves, or it has been shaped and molded by just the outer influences, right? So we have this view of the world. And sometimes we feel like we absolutely have it together and we know what to do. And then there's other times where we start to feel like maybe a victim or we feel like we are in struggle trying to figure out, you know, how to navigate things. And we second guess ourselves and, and, and it keeps going. So one of the things that I wanted to like really lean into is how I use my soul's intelligence to work through what I'm feeling. And what I mean by that is there's like a masculine intelligence that we all embody, and there's a feminine intelligence that we all embody. And to quickly define the two, the feminine is more of that intuitive element. And the masculine is a bit more of a practical element. They are both so, so important. I do believe that it's, it's key to recognize which way you lean in when you first experience a pain point. Do you show up with your masculine? And that may or may not look like a sense of it is what it is. Don't worry. I'll figure it out. Um, if we do it with the feminine intelligence, we may feel very emotional. We might cry. We might scream. <laughs> we may feel totally at a loss, right? But we're feeling where the masculine is going to be more of an intellectual, more practical approach, and it'll want to compartmentalize a little quicker, right? And so just kind of recognizing, like, how do I react? What's my go-to reaction? Really leaning into that and allowing yourself to feel 
into, oh, this is my natural state of being. And then notice how it progresses after that. And I think one of the things that we want to identify here is how long does it take you to move through a lesson? Now, each lesson is going to have its own degree of challenge. Some are a little easier than others, right? <clears throat> but if you really look at your process, you know, let me give you an example. A lot of individuals um, that I've come across, a lot of women specifically, will, when something happens that is upsetting and, um, and hurts, their immediate reaction is, what did I do wrong? They try to take self-accountability or they feel responsible in some way and they go into guilt and shame. And then they go into, you know, kind of like this place of true disappointment and hurt. And then sometimes they get angry, right? Um, but they'll sometimes just get really stuck in like, I'm so mad at myself for allowing that to happen. And I take responsibility for this. It's my fault. Somehow it's my fault that it fell apart versus going into it and really allowing yourself to, first of all, just be hurt, be sad, um, but also allow yourself to get angry at the fact that it's taking place and allowing ourselves to then move into disappointment and then responsibility and then into the healing of, okay, but I forgive myself and I'm going to let this go and I'm going to move on. And this is that feminine intelligence at play. And so we want to be able to move from hurt fear, upset, angry into that, back to that vibration of unconditional love. We want to be able to move through the cycles of the emotions that come through. And that is that feminine intelligence. It's very intuitive, right? It's very emotional centered. The masculine is going to be the more practical, sensible version of you. So that sensibility of, I need time to separate myself and think, right? Um, and then I need to compartmentalize what has taken place and get very clear in my communication so I can help my feminine intelligence communicate the emotional experience, right? And that creates that healing. So the masculine is always like that companion energy to the feminine. But when we, when we push down the feminine, because we're not allowed to cry, I think of corporate America. You know, in corporate America, you have to look strong, be strong. You have to be all of the things. And it almost just pushes down the feminine intelligence. And when that happens, we become very imbalanced. And then we start showing up like that in our entire life. And we get very black and white and very to the point. And, you know, we kind of just self-sabotage, but we don't realize we're doing that, right? It builds up, it builds up. Next thing you know, you're in a therapist's office, right, with a bottle of antidepressants going, how did I get here? And it's because we leaned in on that masculine self too much. And the same thing is true for that feminine, right? Okay. So now that we kind of understand the two energies, I really want to lean in on the feminine intelligence aspects of this today. And the reason why I do is because this is the, the, the lesson that I'm learning right now. And I'm really able to see 
looking on the outside in, really able to see how I work through my emotions and why it is that I can process them oftentimes a lot quicker than someone else that might be that co-creator with me in the experience. And the reason is this, I do not fear the murky waters, right? I don't fear that dark room that I have to walk through to get to the castle. I don't avoid it. I don't put it off for another day. I feel it. And so what that looks like, I'm going to use that murky water metaphor for a moment. I jump into that murky water. I swim all the way to the bottom. I touch the bottom of that pond, of that body of water. I touch it and I find out what's there. And I allow myself to experience it. And then I come back up and I come back up for air, right? But I come back up wiser, knowing what was at the bottom, at the core of that murky unknown. In other words, I allow myself to feel everything. I allow myself to cry. I allow myself to share and speak my truth when I know it's time. It's that masculine intelligence coming in, right? But meanwhile, I'm in my emotions. I allow myself to feel it. I allow it to shift and transmute. And then I allow it to be integrated. When I talk about transmutation, I take what nurtures me and I let go of the rest. It's my own rebirth, right? The metaphysical world, this is called rebirthing. We release, we let go, and we become renewed. And when I look at the soul's intelligence, this is what we instinctively and intuitively should be doing. But unfortunately, I say should very lightly, by the way, it's just that invitation, right? But what I find to be true in so many aspects of all of this is that we, we end up looking outside of ourselves and saying, well, how do they walk through it? Right. And this is when we see these really fun things like people get a haircut, people start to work out, um, they get a tattoo, they, you know, they, they move, they do all of these external things for their processing. And I do feel that those things can be very beneficiary and like really amazing. Um, however, or beneficial, excuse me. But when I look at when we jump into what can I do externally, that means we have not processed what has, what's really going on on the soul level. And we almost like sell our soul short. And then what ends up happening is our soul starts to disconnect from the experience until you're ready to process, which could happen five, 10, 15 years down the road. And you have, that's when like regret comes up. That's when, oh my gosh, why didn't I take care of this sooner comes up. And this is when we have the shouldas that takes place. 
and we have regret. We don't want to have regret, right? We want to have full transparency and clarity as we're moving through the experience. And so for me, I'm jumping to the bottom of that murky water. I'm touching the, the bottom. I'm coming back up and I'm allowing myself to experience it. And then I sit and I process. And then I'm ready to communicate it. I, I allow that masculine intelligence to come in and step into the more practical approach. Now, moving forward, how do I proceed forward? What does that look like? Right? Problem solving, strategy, right? That masculine energy that's going to help our feminine side really kind of hold her. Mm -hmm. Hold her in the journey. Hold her in the experience. Allow her to feel safe to have that time and that emotional transition. Okay. Why is it feminine? Don't you wonder? You may know already. You may feel it intuitively, like why you, this is more of a feminine energy. But when you think about the gender of female, we are working with a body that can give birth. And I've already touched on it being its own rebirth. So think about that. Okay. You have a child in the womb. It is growing. It is growing. And now it's ready to be birthed. And we can take our emotional experiences and think of it as like a seed of wisdom that when we co-create, right, becomes that embryo, which then becomes the baby, right? The thing that we birth. And so the reason why it's feminine is because the feminine is always in that cycle of having the seed incubation and birth. And we do this with creativity. We do this with dreaming and desire and all the things that we want to manifest, but we also do it with our emotional experience. Always a co-creator with that masculine energy to help hold the space. You can't have one without the other, right? But we want to really start to embody this like, oh, I have to give birth to it. I have to be that feminine. If you are a man, right? You might have to like start to think about what does that mean for me? How do I birth? How do I create? Because just because I am the gender of female doesn't mean that I'm the only one that can birth and rebirth, right? Like men have seeds too, right? Men have to birth their own experience as well. I think it's just easier for us to see on the feminine aspect. But that also means that our male counterparts need to give themselves permission to be in their feminine intelligence. This is the big hurdle that I see in a lot of men. It's like sinking into your feminine intelligence. It is mightyful. It is amazing, right? And even for women, we're healing our feminine intelligence because we've pushed her aside and we've made her feel like she wasn't as important or as valid as that more masculine approach, that more clear to the point practical approach. And so we begin to shift and we begin to change and we allow both of them to intertwine and become that sacred union that is our soul's intelligence. So just breathe that in. 
And the reason why I'm bringing this in today is because I, once again, have been given this feedback of you're so tenacious. Like, how did you go through all of that and just rise on up? Well, it's not because I ignored it. I can tell you that much. It's not because I pushed forward. I slowed myself. I asked myself. I allowed myself to feel. And that may seem weak to some. That may seem like, oh, she seems so overwhelmed or whatever that may look like. But I don't worry about it. I don't worry about how others see me, right? I worry more about my own journey and my own experience. And I honor myself. And I recognize that this is part of my birthright. I wouldn't feel these things if they were not innately me. And so I invite you to start to become more at one with what you're truly feeling and allow your femininity to come forward and allow your masculine to weave with her, right? Let them weave together your soul's intelligence, become one with them. Go to the murky bottom of the water. See what the unknown has to offer you. Move through the fear. Emerge renewed. Emerge with wisdom that you did not have before. Don't run away. Don't turn away. Be in it. Lean in. So that is the invitation. I want to thank you. I want to thank you because I feel like this type of conversation is so important, not only for each of us individually, but for all of us as a collective. This is more collective communal energy. Imagine you being in the situation where both parties can do this work. Imagine how easeful it would become. And there are times when you're, you might start to really figure out your soul's intelligence and you start to navigate in a new way. It's so beautiful, by the way, when you do that. And, and yet the person that you're co-creating with, they can't meet you there. Right. And so that's going to be the bigger test, of course. But you almost just need to expect that that's the way it is right now. But by you being in your own soul's intelligence, by you trusting and feeling and being and allowing both to come forth, you actually give them the invitation to meet you at that place. And they may not have the tools. You still may not have all the tools, but you will show up in a different way. Um, I'll give you an example. When I separated from my now ex-husband over a decade ago, I was sitting with a friend and she had me over. She made me breakfast. I remember this. I took the day off. It was probably just a couple of days after we had decided to split. And we sat there. She made me, she made me breakfast and we were having our coffee. And she said to me, you have a choice right now. And that choice is how you walk through this divorce. That choice is who you choose to be. 
in the separation. And it wasn't just about, do I get a lawyer? Do I not? What about the children? It was about how I treat him, how I treat this man that I co-created beautiful children with, that I created a life with. And even though we were becoming undone and that I chose to no longer be in that relationship, it didn't mean that I had to fully reject and push him away. I had to rewrite my rules. I had to create new boundaries but I got, I got to choose who I wanted to be. Now, of course, this is not what she said. What she said was very simple, but what I just shared with you is what I took away from her invitation. And she was right. She was absolutely right. And what I find interesting is that years and years and years later, she found herself in her own situation. And oftentimes I wonder, how did she walk through it? How has she shown up during her separation and her divorce? But I will never forget that wisdom. And I share this wisdom with you as I share this wisdom with my clients. We get to still be good people, even when we have to work through the biggest tests that come our way. I want to thank you for your time and your energy and for being here. If this episode moved you, I want to encourage you to share it with a friend and leave us a beautiful love note by giving us a review and sharing your thoughts. Have a beautiful, blessed day. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If this is something that has moved you and you want to share it, we always love a nice share on social media. And if you want to leave us a love note or send us a private message, there are links available in the show notes to do so. We appreciate you. Come on over and check out the Wild Soul Academy on our website and see all the different courses and different opportunities we have to come together and grow and expand even more. Have a beautiful, blessed day. We'll see you next time.